Remember yesterday's show when I was talking about the youth movement? Well, the Washington Nationals just sent down Luis Garcia, and I have some thoughts. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Nationals is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions always apply. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. To the everydayers out there, you know where to find me at RyanClary11 over on Twitter. You can also follow the show page at LO underscore Nationals on Twitter or X or whatever the hell you want to call it. Today's show, we're going to be, later on in the program, we will discuss kind of what I've noticed over this last week with the NL Central. The NL Central between the Reds and the Brewers, the Reds have a half-game lead in that NL Central spot. Now, we just beat the Brewers two out of the three games. Now we're on to Cincinnati, and we're playing them in a three-game set to start this weekend. And, oh, man, postseason baseball in August because they're both in that playoff race right now, and they need to win games badly. We'll preview that series a little bit later on. Also, as we know now, Blake Rutherford, outfielder for the Washington Nationals, down in AAA, a former first-round pick, and as well as former first-round pick with Jeter Downs. Both have been called up because you have Luis Garcia being optioned down in AAA, and you also let go of a left-handed bat with Corey Dickerson. I'm going to tell you guys about those two players a little bit next, as they are both really intriguing being former top prospects. We'll discuss that later. Let's start off with this. First and foremost, Corey Dickerson was DFA'd by the Washington Nationals. If he wasn't going to get traded, that was probably going to be the case. I was not caught on surprised by that. I saw a lot of people who were a little bit surprised by it. But overall, that move to me means nothing. Corey Dickerson, good vet. He's going to get picked up by a decent team. He will get another opportunity in my mind for this season. It just didn't work out here. The Nationals needed to see some young guys play and get at bats. The hope for Corey Dickerson was the same for what happened with J. Merrick Candelario. The hope was for him to turn it around here, get his power back, get his swing back, play solid defense, and then trade him at the deadline for something. That did not happen. No one was really interested, it sounds like. And the Nationals just ultimately decided to cut ties with him. So that leads us to Luis Garcia in a stunning move. The Nationals optioned Luis Garcia down to AAA Rochester. And man, I don't know what this is. I really don't. If you were to ask me before this season that one, Luis Garcia would be struggling the way that he is right now, because let's just say it as it is. Luis Garcia has struggled a lot over this last month. Since the start of July, right now, this is his slash. He has a 205 batting average, a 237 on base percentage, and then a two a 284 slugging. 
That is a 521 on base plus slugging with only one home run, six RBIs, four walks compared to 14 strikeouts. It hasn't been that good for Luis Garcia. Now, while his defense has taken a step up, and I stick by that over at second base, he's been good. It just still, what are we doing? This moment in time with this national team, with where we are headed in this organization, we talk about what is a win for this team in 2023. And I say it every time. It is a development of your younger prospects. It is a development of C.J. Abrams, Kibet Ruiz, Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, all those young guys, and as well as Luis Garcia. But now, as we know here today, Luis Garcia was optioned down to AAA. And it makes no sense. It makes no sense in this world that Luis Garcia is getting optioned down to AAA for the last two-month stretch of this season. And let me reiterate this fact. Luis Garcia, back in 2020, was a top 100 prospect for not just the Nationals, for MLB and basically a lot of different sites that you would check. Luis Garcia was 20 years old when he made his debut, and in my opinion, way too early back in 2020 during that COVID year. Luis Garcia has always kind of showed us promise. He's always been that young guy. He just turned 23 over the summer. He is still young. He still has a chance to pan out in the major leagues. Now, while it feels like Luis Garcia is older because we've seen him since 2020, he got called up in 2021. He got called up last year in 2022. And now he's made the opening day roster, which was not a surprise. He started at second base, which again was not a surprise. And now you option him in the last stretch of the season to go down in AAA. This is why it doesn't make sense. Because the matter of the fact that the timing of this decision makes no sense to me. These last two months when you're out of the wild card race, you're obviously out of the divisional race, what else is there to do? Now, you can make the argument that they just want to see Jeter Downs for two weeks up in the majors because he struggled a ton in AAA. I'll get to his numbers a little bit later on. Maybe they just want to see Jeter Downs for a few weeks here and see what he does, see if he can make some noise. But at the end of the day, what is more valuable to you? Because Jeter Downs was already DFA'd by the Red Sox at one point. Jeter Downs has already had his opportunities to prove himself with other organizations. And while Luis Garcia has struggled, his metrics are still good. He's still one of the harder guys in the majors to strike out. That means something to me. He doesn't walk a lot. He doesn't swing at the best pitches at times. But still, that is also part of the development with this. And if it wasn't for the last few years, just for the record, 2020, I said it, he got called up way too early in my mind. We saw him, he looked good. 2021, he got called up again, then got sent back down. 2022, he started the year in AAA, got called up around this time last year, and stuck with us for the rest of the season, and that was that. We all just thought Luis Garcia was going to be a big leaguer from here on out, and we've seen a lot of promise from him even towards the end of last year. But it makes no sense to me because of this. I like to, I pride myself on thinking outside the box. I really do. And when I think about Luis Garcia and these younger guys, I think about their confidence because confidence means a lot. As we saw with C.J. Abrams, when Luis Garcia, or when C.J. Abrams got put in that leadoff spot, what did he do? 
he took off. Now, he was hitting well right before then as well, but you gave him that little bit of confidence that he needed. And now look what he has done with it. Now with Luis Garcia, not only did you bump him down on the order that's been done for a while now, which was the right decision, I will say, but you optioned him down to AAA. This is someone that you have given the keys to the second base job. This is someone that you've basically guaranteed a starting role in my mind for the rest of the season. Someone who should be starting, by the way. Because you don't have to be a finished product up in the major leagues. You can still develop in the majors as far as your team allows you to. And in a rebuilding season for this national squad, what does it mean to have Luis Garcia going down to AAA to try to correct his swing or whatever it may be? Because that is the part that confuses me the most. This is a confidence killer when it comes to Luis Garcia, someone who's been bounced around from AAA for the last few years, someone who should have been getting way more opportunities, in my opinion, when the time has come, meaning last year in 2022. The move makes no sense. It just simply does not. And I can't get over the fact that we are going to crush the kids' confidence. We're going to crush it. And some people may make the argument that Well, he was getting it crushed in the major leagues. He wasn't hitting. He wasn't doing well. I'd rather have him do that up in the majors where you're supposed to develop and where you're supposed to develop talent up in the majors. Teams can do that. You can do that. So now we sit here. Luis Garcia is going down in AAA. And in my opinion, this just crushed the kid's confidence. Now, no one will ever admit that. No one will probably ever say that, but that is the matter of the fact. Confidence is the name of the game when it comes to developing these young prospects. It really is. I truly believe in that. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that enough because we've seen a lot of young players come up and have immediate success. Even C.J. Abrams, the success that he's had this season has been really good and really promising. Why can't we give Luis Garcia, who was also a top 100 prospect back in 2020, that same idea? Because he lost his rookie status back in 2020. What are we doing at this point? Is this supposed to be a youth movement? Now, while Jeter Downs is a young, used-to-be promising prospect, it still doesn't make sense to me because Luis Garcia is the better talent. He's the better talent, and he's the one who should be at second base for this Nationals in the future. And in fact, I would have bet on him this season taking a huge step up, which I'm sure the Nationals would have as well, just because from what we have seen, the tiny moments of him getting big home runs, getting on base, having a great pitch selection at times. And now he's down in AAA, and we'll just have to see where this Nationals team goes from here. It really makes no sense to me. It does. But with that said, the Nationals, they have called up two prospects to replace Corey Dickerson, who was cut from the team, and as well as Luis Garcia, who was optioned to AAA. That is Jeter Downs and Blake Rutherford. I'll tell you guys about those two guys, but before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Sleeper. And do you think Ellie De La Cruz can get a home run tonight against the Cincinnati, against the Chicago Cubs? Well, I sure do. And on Sleeper, you can swing for the fences with up to 100 
lifetime payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you could win big. What are dynamic payouts? In short, each player projection now has a multiplier attached to it as opposed to preset multipliers based on the number of legs in a contest. With dynamic payouts also comes more stat categories to place contests on and you can get higher payouts than other apps with less picks. That is why I love it at Sleeper. Use promo code locked on and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Now let's get back into it as the Nationals have an off day today. But as we know, there was some big news as Luis Garcia was optioned to AAA and Corey Dickerson was cut from the team. So let's talk about Blake Rutherford first, and then we'll get into Jeter Downs a tad bit later on. Blake Rutherford was a first-round pick by the New York Yankees back in 2016. He was a, he is a 26-year-old right now. He has not made his Major League debut, and this guy was also, at one point, a top-40 prospect in all of baseball, similar to Jeter Downs. A lot of different catalogs and sites were really high on this guy coming out of the draft in 2016, and the Yankees were as well. But since then, he was traded from the Yankees to the White Sox along with prospects for David Robertson, Todd Frazier, and Tommy Conley. Since the pandemic, over last year with Charlotte in AAA, he did not do well with the Chicago White Sox. And he hasn't really been himself since his first 2016 season. 2016, he killed the baseball down in rookie ball. I believe he got the call up to low A with the Yankees and did really well. Blake Rutherford is an actually very interesting piece for this Washington Nationals team. And you can't really look beyond the fact that this guy has killed the baseball so far in 2023. He played 32 games down in AA Harrisburg, got the bump up to AAA. What he did in AA, though, was pretty crazy. He batted 340. He had a 390 OBP, a 612 slug that was good for a 1,000 OPS. This is the kind of guy that I'm interested in. I want to see this guy in the major leagues. I have zero issue with this move, letting go of Corey Dickerson, bringing up Blake Rutherford, someone who is young, someone who has deserved this opportunity to come up in the big leagues, and someone who has been a great hitter in this national system so far this season. This is a really interesting call-up. And even then, as we raved about his numbers in AA, he did the same, if not a little bit more, in AAA Rochester as he batted 349. He has a 400 OBP, a 547 slug, and a 947 OPS. This guy has been really good so far this season. Blake Rutherford is kind of someone that I, before the season started, I wanted to see him do something down in AA and AAA. He did something. He did something at both levels. He was their best hitter at both levels, in my mind, as the numbers go. So he deserves the call up here. And I think the Nationals, going forward, they probably should consider the fact that they could be playing this guy close to every day. Now, obviously in situations with Rutherford, you all know that just because he was a former top prospect, as the Nationals have a lot of those guys in this system right now, doesn't mean he's going to be clicked and hit right away in the major leagues. In fact, it's probably 
a little bit doubtful, if we're being honest, in these situations. These guys were DFA'd for a reason. They were cut ties from their former teams for a reason. But now, getting this new opportunity with the Nationals, as we've seen plenty of guys in the past, they do sometimes can click with other organizations, and that's just the matter of the fact. But Blake Rutherford is a very intriguing option for this Nationals team. It's really, really just intriguing. He just turned 26. He can play all three outfield positions. He'll probably stick best in left field just to start out in the major leagues. He's not really a center fielder. He's decent defensively. Nothing amazing. He's about average, I'd say. But what has stuck out for him this season is what he has done at the plate and really his slugging numbers as a whole. That is what this Nationals team needs right now. They need extra base hits. They need them quick and they need them fast at this moment in time. Because you get rid of J. Merrick Candelario, that was one of your main power bats. That was one of your guys who was getting the job done and having Lane Thomas and C.J. Abrams ahead of him. He was racking up those RBIs. You need someone like a Blake Rutherford in order to get on base and as well as just simply get hits. I like this decision by the Nationals. In my opinion, I think it was a little late even, just from what he has done in 62 games so far this season. It's been an impressive go for it, and I think Nationals fans will be excited to watch this kid. Because if you remember, if you're really into prospects, like I I love prospects, I love everything about them. You heard Blake Rutherford's name back in the day. The Yankees really pride themselves on developing their first-round picks. Rutherford at the time was a pretty high candidate for that Yankee squad. I believe he was up to the number two prospect in their system at that time. So they didn't just give him up for nothing. They got a lot of good prospects with not prospects at that time. They gave up Rutherford for a lot of good major league talent like David Robertson, Todd Frazier, and Tommy Conley. So it's going to be really interesting going forward. Now let's talk about Jeter Downs as we have seen him already this season, but I'll refresh your memory with him. He was a first round pick. 32nd overall by the Reds in 2017. Nice little nugget here. Jeter Downs, alongside with Josiah Gray, was traded to the Dodgers in that Yasiel Puig, Alex Wood, Matt Kemp, and Kyle Farmer trade that eventually was a great trade for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'll just say that because Josiah Gray and Kibet Ruiz got them, you know who, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. But Jeter Downs was then traded to the Red Sox in that huge Mookie Betts deal. Jeter Downs was a former very highly anticipated prospect by the Dodgers who did a great job developing him. And even then, the Reds, they did a solid job as well as developing some talent with them. But he was DFA'd by the Red Sox this past offseason. It did not pan out for him ever since the pandemic. And I think that is a key part in these prospects is that Post-pandemic, you'll see a lot of guys. A lot of guys went south, and a lot of guys went north. Jeter Downs is one of the guys who went south. His numbers really just plummeted from there on out. As in 2021, in Worcester, in AAA, he batted 191 with a 606 OPS. And then in 2022, he batted 197 with a 728 OPS. Now, those numbers are pretty pedestrian if we're just being honest. Only 14 home runs in 2021, and in 2022 had had 16 home runs. This is the part where I'm just kind of like, why are we doing this again? Because so far in 2023, in three games, and three teams, 
45 games this season, he's batted 165 with a 628 OPS. Hmm. You send down Luis Garcia, you're bringing up Jeter Downs, again, a former top prospect, a much higher anticipated prospect than Luis Garcia was. But the production is nowhere near the same. And that's down in AAA, and as well as rookie ball, and as well as high A Wilmington. He even got the call up for the Nationals, played at one point. Only got two at-bats, got no hits, didn't really do anything. I don't know where to go from this. I don't know what this move is. I think it's fine. In my opinion, if it was up to me, if I'm looking into a magic eight ball and trying to predict the future here, they're going to give Jeter Downs about two weeks up in the major leagues, maybe a month at max, maybe that. And then what they'll do, if he's not good enough, see ya, DFA. That is the only opinion that I have, and that is the only decision that I really have an issue with when it comes to this Luis Garcia, Jeter Downs fiasco. I want to see Garcia up in the big leagues, as I'm sure a lot of you do as well. I want to see the development of that kid because I still believe in that talent. I believe in the hit tool. I believe in the advanced metrics that back the support of his type. He's still good, in my opinion. He's gone through these big struggles in July. He's kind of fallen off. He's been striking out a little bit more than what he usually does. He's not walking a lot, which he never has done. His defense is still fine, but we're sending him back up, back down to AAA, and we're bringing back up Jeter Downs, who again has a sub-200 batting average in the minor leagues this season. Youth movement. The youth movement. It's fun times here in Washington, D.C. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Tonight, the Nationals are off, but tomorrow they play against the Cincinnati Reds. We just got done with that Milwaukee Brewers series in which we took two of three. Alex Cole had that wild walk-off one, which I wish I could have talked about in today's show. But we had to talk about some roster moves that I wasn't a big fan of, to say the least. Next, we'll talk about the NL Central Spoiler Week as the Nationals. This is the time of year where it gets a lot of fun. If your team is not in the postseason, well, postseason baseball, it's here in the regular season. We'll tell you about that a little bit after this. And now let's get back into it as the Milwaukee Brewers. They just lost two of three games to your Washington Nationals. Mackenzie Gore shoved in yesterday's day game against the Brewers. He struck out the side three straight batters in a row to end his day. Mackenzie Gore looked great in yesterday's game. Let's get off that real quick and real fast. It was overshadowed by that wild ninth inning against Devin Williams. But again, Mackenzie Gore was the highlight of yesterday's game. I even failed to mention him in that 60-second short I did after yesterday's game just because of the fact that this team had a walk-off win. Alex Call, one of the scrappiest players I've ever seen in my entire life. He dinks that ball over to third base. He's still, this Nationals team, they found a way to score. They found a way to put runs on the board, and they found a way to win that game. That means something for this young team. But also, on the other hand, the Milwaukee Brewers, even with their stud closer on the mound, 
found a way to lose that game. And now the Chicago Cubs are playing against the Cincinnati Reds in tonight's game, which, by the way, the Reds are not the Reds. The Cubs, they're also close in this division hunt. They play against the Reds tonight at 8.05 Eastern time. And the Reds are only up a half a game against those Milwaukee Brewers. The Nationals just took two of three against the Brewers. And now they go over to Great American Ballpark, in which feels like I don't have the numbers on this yet. I'll have them for you tomorrow. It feels like we just play Cincinnati really well when we're down there. It just has a, I just had that feeling in my head. At this moment in time, we play them so well in Cincinnati. I have some great memories from watching this national squad down in Cincinnati even in the 2010s when we were good and at times when they were also good with Joey Votto, Homer Bailey, all those squads as well. Then Yasiel Puig late in the 2010s. Those were always fun games to play against that team because those Reds, they were a mean team back then. A mean, brutal team. But now they're the mean, great team. And we are not that great. But even then, I get up for these games because this is the week, as I've been saying, these next two months, I want to play spoiler. Last week, the trade deadline over the weekend against the New York Mets, I wanted to be the one to ruin their season. I wanted to win three or four of those games up at City Field and knock them out of postseason contention. Little did I know, we didn't even have to beat them. They beat us, and even then, they still sold. That was great to see. Now. It's time for the Cincinnati Reds, as we already took care of those Milwaukee Brewers taking two of three. They can't come into Nationals Park without thinking about that 2019 wildcard race. And now, Cincinnati Reds, you're up. I think it's going to be a great series. I think this is going to be an electric, fun series. Not only because the Cincinnati Reds are a very fun team to watch right now, and Ellie De La Cruz has been one of the brighter spots in all of baseball this season, Don't let this be forgotten, though. He has gotten really cold over the last few weeks here. The Nationals, they've been playing some really good baseball, really inspired baseball, and just playing and playing up to competition. So I expect that against the Cincinnati Reds come this Friday through Sunday series. It's going to be a fun one. The Nationals, they got their chance to play a little spoiler. And the Nationals, we're going to show off the scrappy Nats from here on out. Because yesterday's ball game, down a run in the ninth inning, don't count us out. You could see a couple of dinky hits, which again, Dominic Smith, a dinker hit in yesterday's game to get on base. Another bad error by a Brewers defender to cost them the game at Nationals Park. We sleep on that fact of it. What a game yesterday was. What a game. What a win. What a way to spoil some seasons. Let's get it going against the Cincinnati Reds coming into town. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen every day. Tomorrow's show, we will be previewing this Red series to a greater extent as, again, if we're playing postseason teams, I want to win some baseball games. I also, I want to see some development from the young cats. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow on the flip side. And even then, Nationals are off tonight. We'll just see what has to happen. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Enjoy it. Enjoy the day off. Have a good one. Go Nats.